everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Heidi, and I am flying solo tonight without Stephanie. Uh, She is flying back from Washington State tonight, so she is not able to join us for the show, but we send her good thoughts and and safe travels, and we'll have her back next week for our Paramal Smorgasbord, which is always the first Tuesday of the month. And uh, so anyway, I'm going to be here tonight, but we have guests with us tonight, so it should be a pretty interesting show. Uh, But I just wanted to uh, chat about a couple of things before we get started, before we introduce our guests, because tonight is a Team Tuesday. And so I'm really excited to have uh, a couple of guys that I've gotten to know over the summer uh, that have a relatively new paranormal team with us tonight. So it should be a pretty fun show. And uh, a couple of things, though, that I just want to chat about before we get started, before we get our guests in here. Um, we have a um, full moon, super moon, blue moon tomorrow night. That's a tongue twister. But yeah, this is our only month of the year that we have a super moon and it's a blue moon, which is the second full moon of the month. And I thought that was pretty, that's always pretty interesting and I believe auspicious. But also I found an article today that I'm going to post in our Facebook page. I was going to post it in the chat room and I don't know if I have the link for it here, but I'm going to post it on our Facebook page that gives a horoscope for this specific full moon, blue moon. And I've never seen one of those before. They're probably out there. I'm not saying they're not. But I thought it would be cool to post that. So if you want to check out your horoscope for our blue moon, which is tomorrow night at 9.39, I believe. And I believe that's Eastern time anyway. It's going to be fabulous tonight, tomorrow night, the next night. Usually we have a a three-day cycle on the, the full moon anyway. But tomorrow officially is the full moon, blue moon, super moon which means it's close. It looks close. It is close. That's why it looks so big. So anyway, that's tomorrow night. And I'm going to post on our Facebook page just a link to this, the um, astrology reading for your sign according to the supermoon, full moon. So I thought that was pretty cool. And anyway, 
that is uh, that's what's currently happening. Uh, last week we were not on the show because we've had a few things happening um, that are near dear to Stephanie's heart, which is why she's been out of town. And I know she'll want to talk about it next week when we're back together for the Paranormal Smorgasbord. Board. So I won't talk about it tonight, uh, but she's had a lot going on. So we didn't do our show last week, and but I did have... I think it was right before our show last week, I had a a community ed class, a paranormal investigating 102 class. And I will talk about it more next week during our show, but I just want to say it was awesome. And I know Jerry, who is normally in our chat room, is not here. He um, is from the neck of the woods that we did our investigation a couple weeks ago. And I was pleasantly surprised with how active this location was. So again, I'll talk more about it next week. I don't want to take too much time away from our guests, but it was pretty interesting and surprising considering the location, considering the first night that we were there, it wasn't too active. Um, But anyway, it ended up being a fantastic investigation. Again, I'll talk more about it next week. We'll see. Maybe we can even have an audio or something that we can get from our investigation, have that ready for the show. We'll see. Don't hold me to it. But anyway, it was really cool, uh, very active, very surprising. And um, so we'll talk more about that next week. But yeah, it's been a busy summer with investigating and classes. And we're gearing up for an extremely extremely busy fall season. I've got so many classes and events coming up. I don't know if I'll be able to see straight by November. We'll see. So anyway, uh, that's what uh, has been going on. And again, next week is our Paranormal Smorgasbord. So we're going to have tons of stuff to talk about because Stephanie and I will be back together for the first time in three weeks by then. So we'll have all sorts of good stuff to talk about. So anyway, I want to bring in our team for Team Tuesday. We have... Mike and Daryl with us from Orpha King. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello, hello. Good to have you here. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. And you're missing one of your team. Yes, we We are. are. Yeah. Sean couldn't make it tonight. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure he's listening diligently right now. Awesome. Well, hi, Sean. Shout out, right? And uh, we'll have to have you guys on a different time when we can have all three of you on because it's definitely... You know, th- one of three missing is is not, you know, that's not okay. We need Sean here too. Absolutely. So next time, next time. Yeah, so, it's a different dynamic without him. It we'll is a different dynamic. So I am so happy that you guys are here. And like I said in the beginning of the show, we've gotten to know each other over the last few months. And um, so I was glad to have you guys uh, say that you wanted to be on our show because I think it's always fun to talk to new teams, hear what they're all about listen to their their ideas about things, how they got started, what got them into this, where they're headed. Uh, you guys have some pretty cool things that you do with um, the production side of your your group. So we can talk about that as well. And anybody in the chat room, if you have questions for any uh, for Mike or Daryl around their team or investigating or how they got into this, anything that you want to ask, please put it in the chat room and we can make sure that they get those, those questions. Are you guys in, I don't think you guys are in the chat room. Are you? No, no. No. Okay. I'll make sure you guys get the questions. So bear with me as I'm trying to navigate 
this whole thing by myself. Usually Stephanie <laughs> and I kind of tag team between answering questions in the chat room and, and looking at the chat room feed. So we'll, uh, I'll get you the questions as I can. But anyway, Orpha King, I'd love for you guys to start and t- uh, share your name. What does your name mean? Yeah, Daryl, why don't you uh, why don't you take that one first? Because you're the one who uh, initiated that name. Yeah, it was a name we came up with. It stands for uh, observe and record frightening activity, and then King because we want to be the best at it. You know, we're not going to be second. So, and that's what it stands for. So it was just something we came up with. A uh, little play on words. If you get into it a little more, um, um, we got a YouTube channel and some podcasts and Instagram that we're not really using much. We should use more. Uh, Facebook channel that Mike is, uh, or Facebook that Mike is uh, in charge of. So it's been a lot of fun since we started. It was a little over a year ago. We started last year in April. So it's been a little over a year that we've been doing this. So very, very excited to meet you. We I, we were a little hesitant. I was a little hesitant to uh, come to the group and meet you guys. And I was like, ah, what are we getting into here? And got there and the doors just started opening since we met you. And it's it's amazing. The whole The whole community is actually pretty amazing. The whole paranormal investigating and everything that goes along with it the community is is a very uh, it's, it's a very big community and it's pretty cool to get to know a lot of people so awesome yeah you know that's one of the things that i found doing this officially we have our 15 year anniversary coming up for our group minnesota paranormal research society and in 15 years you meet a lot of investigators you meet a lot of groups and everybody is fantastic you know it's we call it you know para unity um it's it is that you know everybody is willing to you know work with each other share ideas um collaborate you know those kind of things so i'm glad you decided to you know cross that bridge and and come to our our meetup and see what it was all about and extend you know or expand your community that's what it's about i noticed you said everybody is fantastic is that is that true heidi (laughs) everybody is fantastic well i don't know i mean i guess i haven't met everybody so the people i've met are fantastic i guess they are we meet a lot (laughs) of strange characters doing this as well i think i think that's in every aspect of life right so right it's great i think that's the biggest thing is you know you get to meet so many different people so many different viewpoints so it, it makes you think about new things and I, I just can't believe the the number of things that have kind of opened up for for me myself and I think us as a group. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's interesting once you do something like this, how it become it's like a snowball effect or something, you know, it just kind of starts to roll on its own. And um especially if if you're supposed to be doing this it just kind of takes on this own its own energy, I think. Well, yeah, we had mentioned that, you know, initially we were a little bit afraid to kind of bring out what we were about because we weren't sure how it would be received. You know, the, the product that we're trying to put out isn't just the investigation part. You know, we want to entertain people, so we want to have a little more production value. And sometimes, or at least I felt that that would be maybe frowned upon, not taking us seriously with people who have been surrounded by it longer than we have. Well, and I, after seeing some of your shows, I, I, I see what you guys are doing, you know, and the entertainment value. If you're upfront about it, which you are, then I don't know why people would have a problem with it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of what you do. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of what we had seen, 
prior to making the decision to do this, you know, that was what drew us to it, you know, and it wasn't uh, just the hardcore investigation portion of it. It was, you know, the entertainment value, you know, that nice ominous music or the nice setting that they have, you know, that definitely helps draw you in. So I think you can do both entertain and learn and help educate if, if you have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, and again, if, if you're upfront about it, you know, what's anybody, what's, they just don't have to, I guess, watch your show, maybe, right. you know. Right. Oh, and so. everybody has an opinion. We've learned that very quickly. Everybody has an opinion on that. And, and that's one thing that I think that we've all been pretty open to. Maybe, maybe myself, I, I get uh, a little bit uh, hurt once in a while if it's, yeah, <laughs> if it's a bad thing. Yeah, that's does. one thing that Daryl always points out. Um, Daryl welcomes it. He, uh, he welcomes it, and uh, he always has uh, an answer you know, whether or not that's going to be well-received, who knows, but, you know, he, uh, he takes it a little more in stride than I do. And I just constantly, I, I guess, burden myself to try to change it so we don't get those in the future. So there's all kinds of opinions out there. Well, I think part of our entertainment value, part of it is that, you know, we got into this thinking, you know, you watch some ghost hunting shows and you, you watch the the, the the travel channel stuff and you go wow that that's a lot of fun and i'm just going to jump in and i'm going to do that everything's going to be fun 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 and i'm going to i'm going to find ghosts and ghosts are going to be poking me in the back and pinching me and scratching me and and uh you get into it and a lot of this stuff what you have to edit it down to you spend hours if not days doing these things and i want to i almost compare it to if you've if you ever watched texas hold'em poker tournaments they're so exciting but those things will go on for days if not weeks super boring and I say, I think for us, once you get, once you get to a location and you're kind of waiting for something to happen, and you're trying different things. That's when the goofiness kind of, and it gets late, and the goofiness kind of comes out, and you get that on recording. And I'm like, I think people, people want to see that. They go and want to go. This everything's not that serious that you're doing that. And we got to have, you got to have some fun when you're doing it. I think that's part of. Once it's not fun, I think we're done, right? So we got to kind of keep it fun. And I, I, I appreciate learning everything. And um, everybody that I've met is not. Um, there are people that are very, very serious about this, but they still have a sense of humor. So I think uh, I think that's important in life and everything. I think a sense of humor is just what we need. So and who knows the ghosts? I mean, nobody's nobody's well except for you, Heidi. Nobody's a professional that I know. They don't know if the ghosts, <laughs> you know, they go in there and they get like the go. Everybody's so serious, and the ghosts are probably like, oh, these guys again with the with the K two meter thing. Oh my God, they, they want something new. So I think uh, we're going to find out some things that other teams aren't going to find out just by the silly stuff that we might do. So mm-hmm. yeah, try, try not to open up any portals, but you know, you never know. I'm not sure that trying not to is part of your, <laughs> I think um, you're <laughs> thinking you're going to at some point. Well, <laughs> I think know. it says on your business card, correct? It does. There is, there is uh, a disclaimer. It's a very small. You have to get. You have to get. Um. You know. Uh. Very, very strong. Um. Glasses to read that disclaimer on there. But yeah, it's on there. You know. Just kind of a. You know. FYI. I think just it's more. Case. It's more to. It's more to cover. Cover our butts. You know what I mean. Just in case it happens. So. But you've. You've kind of. You know. We've. We've talked about that. And. I know a lot of the people in the. Uh, paranormal world kind of frown upon the uh, Ouija board, and. Uh, and. And I think, uh, I don't know why that, I'm just drawn, when people frown upon things, I'm just drawn more and more. Now, we haven't really tried one on an investigation yet, and I think you 
have kind of talked us out of it, Heidi, and other people that we've heard, like, eh, it's not something you want to mess around with. But then in the back of my mind, I just, I don't know, you might just show up and there's a Ouija board all of a sudden sitting there. Huh, how'd that get there? I don't know. What's happening? Well, you know, I I have my own ideas about Ouija boards. I like Ouija boards. I think they're cool looking, and I think there's a lot of interesting history to them. I make them um, myself as more of a, a decorative piece, but... I just think that they're misused a lot because, and I, when I teach my classes, I ask people if they would use a Ouija board and everybody's like, oh no, you know, I teach my paranormal classes and they're like, no, I would never use a Ouija board. And then I show a, you know, a K2 meter and I'm like, well, this is no different. So if you're going to use this on an investigation, you might as well break out a Ouija board. But the problem is with the Ouija board there you go. You've got the floating Ouija board. We've got Skype going here, and I can see on the video, Daryl's got his Ouija board. Um, but you, um, it's about the proper use of any of this stuff and the proper you know, techniques for doing an investigation, right? So right. you can take your K2 meter or Ouija board. It doesn't matter. It's how you're you know, handling yourself if you're doing it the appropriate way, you know, because anything can be turned into... Uh, uh, doorway, right? Well, isn't just basically going in and saying, is there anybody here that wants to talk to me? You're opening that communication right there, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, you're, you're reaching out verbally. Yep. So it's, it's yep. Yeah, everything, everything that we use for investigating is like a, a telephone, right? You're dialing out. Everything is a dial out and you're just wanting someone to pick up the other end. And that's every piece of equipment you're going to use. I've had homeowners that I've had to go and do some massive work in. They were talking to the light bulb. (laughs) You know, the light bulb starts flickering and they're like, oh, I wonder if that's someone trying to communicate with us. And then it happened, right? Whether it initially started as that or not, doesn't matter. But that's what it turned into. And it opened up some bad stuff in the house. So anything could be used for a communication device. Um, it's just how is it handled? Is it handled properly? You know, I, I don't want to look down on the poor Ouija board. It's not the Ouija board's fault. It's, you know, the fact that we don't use it appropriately um, and that it's treated like it's a game, which it's marketed as. So that's half of the problem, but it's really, it's how we use the equipment, right? I was so. going to think, I, I, I was going to say, I think mine says Hasbro right on the bottom. So, yeah, it's sure. a game. It's a game, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yep. Well, I, I, I'm intrigued also by the, just the equipment that, that everybody uses. And, and um, uh, my mind thinks differently because I see kind of the same equipment everywhere that everybody uses the same thing. And, and then for me, I like to build stuff and invent stuff. And Mike knows this and everybody. And I'm like, we're just the tip of the iceberg of the different things that we can use. And. Like I said, um, I, I think anything that you use can be a gateway or something to, to communicate. And I think it's just people uh, people know what a Ouija board is, right? And they know kind of the 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 scary stuff that comes along with it. And I think that's what makes it. Um, I think when that when the Ouija board comes out, everybody's like, oh, they just get so so excited or scared one or the other. And I think it just mm-hmm. draws attention to it. So I think if you use it right, you can. Which I don't know how to. You could probably do some good things with it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it the the Ouija board is very triggering, right? You know, yeah. like you said. So awesome. Well, I want to uh, get into how you all got started with this group. You said you've been around for about a year, and what brought you 
each to paranormal investigating. We'll talk, you know, to both of you and we won't, uh, we'll hear Sean's story some other time, but what brought you to paranormal investigating and then what brought you together? Sure. You want to take it, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that, you know, my interest started very young, um, but it was more around, you know, anything Halloween, anything macabre, anything that didn't have an answer to it always intrigued me. You know, that was uh, pretty much the only thing I found in life that kind of gives me that adrenaline rush. And I think it's just the the idea of not knowing. Um, so for years, I've, I've been into Halloween and uh, do a huge display, huge setup. Uh, I love the energy that surrounds it, but then I also love the history. I love the history of uh, different cultures and the way they, they, they celebrate, you know, whether it be Halloween or any other uh, holiday or uh, religious aspect that, that falls into it. So that's always been interesting in and of itself. Uh, but ghost hunting or uh, doing what we're doing now, uh, that's fairly new for me. And I think that that was something that Daryl and I came up with uh, to kind of fill a gap when the Halloween stuff started to kind of go away. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's interference. I can't hear you very well. No, no. Sounds fine. you sound all right. So you got me. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I, I just enjoy uh, not having answers, but having the, uh, the time to go out and try to find those answers. So that's what's drawn me to it now. Awesome. Yeah, so me and Mike, we, we've started out, I don't know, six years ago, maybe around then making small Halloween displays in my front yard, and then that thing grew to where we had over a 1,000 trick-or-treaters coming to our Halloween display, and then um, COVID hit, and it's not that we didn't do it because of COVID. It's just that we were so busy at the time working. Um, we didn't have time one year to do it. And then um, things just happened. We, we were not able to use the same spot again. And I just, I don't know, I was just laying there one night watching an actual ghost investigation on YouTube. And I just, I was like, I'm going to call Mike and I'm going to call Sean and see if they want to hunt ghosts. <laughs> and that's, and that's yeah, what I did. They were like, and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So. And that's kind of how we, I, 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 know, I didn't have really a background in it. I just thought this looks fun. This looks like something that I would, like I've, I always say, some people go bowling and we, we hunt ghosts, right? That's what we do. So it's just kind of a fun reason to get together. And I think it's just, there's a lot to be learned um, with the editing and because we do the YouTube thing, which we, we all met because our daughters all went to school together and they're all off to college now or going, get ready to go to college or at the age of college. And um, that's how we all met. So we've known each other for many years, probably what? Well, how old are our kids now? Eight, 18. Yeah. So we've known, known each other for 12, 13 years. 12 years. So, so it's just fun to be able to call a group of guys and they go, yeah, let's do it. So that's how we kind of got started. Yeah, absolutely. And then that, the, you know, the whole Halloween display. So that's, that's where the entertainment factor comes in because we all love the setup. We all love the artwork and everything else. Well, I love the artwork that goes into it. You know, that's kind of my side of it. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, oh, yeah, kind we- of the, he's the brains about building and, and getting the structures up and, uh, uh oh, these were massive structures and we, then we would have like 15 actors the night of Halloween where we'd have live chainsaws and chasing people down the streets and, we had to block the streets off. So it was a lot of fun. So there was a lot of entertainment value, but um, 
you know, a lot of that, like you said, when you do the thing, we built a we built a haunted carnival one couple of years. Then the last one we did was a was a ghost town, and that was just a lot of fun doing the research on ghost towns and 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 it just made me want to go to a ghost town. So we built a ghost town in my yard. It was actually turned out really good, and we were in the newspaper and just a lot of fun. So I think we're we're filling a void now with the ghost hunting thing, and it's been a lot of fun. So we have big plans, big ideas. Absolutely. Well, it's it sounds like you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's go big or go home, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, kind of your. I I posted on the chat room your website and a link to your YouTube channel, and when I first was watching your YouTube channel and the shows, I mean your production is is top, right? Top of the line. You don't have just a regular paranormal investigating team coming up with this kind of stuff. So if you haven't, you know, checked it out, go to their YouTube channel, the Orpha King uh, YouTube channel. And it's impressive, but time consuming, right? You know, like you said, you do this cool stuff, but it takes a lot of time and it's a big investment of time for you. But I don't think you would do it any other way either. No, it's you're, you're right. It's go big or go home with us. There's no... There's no in between. It's funny because the neighborhood that we did this in, they all said the same thing. They were, and I remember specifically the time that I did it. I put a, my kids were real little. I put a little stick out there and put a sign. And I remember seeing the look on people's. It was like a beware sign with a blinking light. And people were so amazed. I'm like, really? That's what they're amazed by? Wait till next year, you know. So that's kind of what it was. So, and the production thing, um, like you said, it's it's a lot of work. And for us, none of us are have backgrounds in it. So it was something where we just picked up and learned downloaded some some apps on the and and some some things on our computer and started working with it so it's probably takes us a little longer than it would somebody that's been doing this for a long time but it's fun to do and i don't think we're very particular in what we do and so i mean we even when we finally get something out we're like ah we should have changed this or we should have done this everybody's like no it looks good so it's been fun yeah that's the thing i think uh, we're almost to a fault uh, you know the, the whole go big or go home thing is almost to a fault because we've had a lot of investigations that we've actually done over the last year. Um, and right now we've only got the two episodes. Now we're currently editing others, but uh, we're very picky. So what you're seeing is what we feel is the best of what we have so far. But as we learn new techniques, as we learn new things, that's going to open up more. We're going to hopefully find so much more that we're going to be able to offer. And, uh, of course, our editing will get better and faster. And uh, we'll be able to get more content out for people to see. And I, I hope everybody really enjoys it as much as we enjoy making it. Well, looking at your show, I mean, it, it's like watching a professional show on TV. So you can tell that the amount of work going into it is... It's um, above and beyond. So I can imagine, because this isn't all you do, this takes a lot of time. And, yeah. you know, who has that kind of time outside of their jobs and life and all that? So, yeah, it's it's a big time commitment. But it's impressive. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. So anybody, you know, if you go check out their YouTube channel, go to their uh, orphaking.com and you can go to their YouTube channel there. And... Um, it's impressive, for sure. Well, thank you. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, guess I, mean, I, I guess we never mentioned it's Orpha, O-R-F-A, King.com. Yes. So we never, we never mentioned that. So 
Well, that is true. Orfaking.com, O-R-F-A King.com. And again, the link is in the chat room. It will also put it on our Facebook page. And uh, so you guys can check it out. But if you have a chance while you're listening uh, to the show, go check it out. It's, uh, yeah, but lots of work. When you look at it, you go, wow, okay, that's got to take a long time, especially like you guys said, this isn't what you do for a living. So to figure it out and then put something like that out is, is pretty cool. Well, thanks. Awesome. All right, we've got a couple, well, we've got a few questions floating in the chat room here. We'll put one out ahead of break, and then we'll pick the rest of them up after we come back from break. So the first question we have is Paranormal Chick is asking, how do you protect yourself? We don't. Well, <laughs> right, right now, uh, Daryl's right. We're we're new to this, so um, we go in uh, believing that we know what we're doing, but that's not necessarily true. Um, we try not to be overtly disrespectful in any way. Um, you know, there have been a few, I would say, slightly challenging moments, but nothing to the point where. I would consider it to be disrespectful, uh, like if I were talking to somebody in a, in a regular conversation or trying to get information uh, or try to learn something from, from somebody who, I guess, isn't that open or forthright with what they want to say. So I think, uh, you know, if we treat it like a regular conversation and that we're interested in learning, um, and not opening ourselves to anything, you know, I'm not inviting anybody or anything to do anything other than have a conversation or to give us some uh, indication that they're there with us. I think, I think so far we've been okay. And we do push-ups and hit the heavy bag too regularly. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Yep. laughs> I'm laughing because some of the text you sent me before the show it, uh, you talk about challenging the demons at the next location you're going to. So I'm laughing at what you're saying that's somewhat contradicting what you sent me before the show. Yeah. Well, we, you know, the thing is, it, it's, I think we, we like the shock value of stuff. You st- we say things like Mike said, we've never gone to an investigation where we're completely disrespectful and like opening ourselves up, like, you know, running your mouth and doing stupid things. So I feel like I almost, I guess, in my amateur version of it, I feel I feel like the ghosts that are there or the spirits that are there are, are like me, and they and they sense a, a, a respect that we have for what we're trying to do, and I think. But I have very religious friends that I talk to that are like, "You, you can't do this. You got to stop doing this." And and then I think the first time we actually did do anything with protecting ourselves was when we were with you, Heidi, and you actually protected us so maybe uh, that's going to last for the next few investigations i think we don't <laughs> <laughs> well fingers crossed for you <laughs> yeah thank you awesome well let's uh we're at the half hour so we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break so we'll be back in two minutes so stay tuned this is the gathering radio show on the para x radio network as you go about your daily life look closer every year across america a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? 
Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you? If yes, listen to The Professionals on What Are You Afraid of? Horror Paranormal Show Friday nights at 9pm on ParaX Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com What are you afraid of on ParaX? Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready to scare you. Para X. Are you looking for a supernatural radio show that is informative and fun? A show with topics such as ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic energy, spirits, cryptids, and more, hosted by paranormal investigators with years of investigations under their belts? Then look no further than the calling 2.0 powered by the Sim Crew. Hosted by paranormal investigator Jerry and psychic medium Valentina along with others. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time only on the Para-X Radio Network. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have Orpha King with us tonight for our Team Tuesday. We have Mike and Daryl with us. And thanks so much, you guys, for being with us here tonight. Glad to be here. Very happy to be here. All right. We're going to dive back into some more questions that we have from the chat room. We have Ghost Rider is asking, what is your favorite piece of equipment and why? Ooh. So far, I think for me, it's been, uh, we did a lot with the Estes method, you know, the, the blind spirit box. Um, I, I find the results after that to be pretty amazing. So far, that's been my favorite thing. Um, having been on both ends of it now on several different investigations, um, it's just surprising. I, it's amazing how many interactions that just seem to go together, that just flow like a normal conversation. Um, I think um, in our last two investigations uh, that we did, that that has been the most consistent um, because you're picking out just those things you can hear well, and mm-hmm. it just it just flows so well that that that's made me the most excited, anyways. So I, I think mm-hmm. I like that so far. Awesome. Other than the Ouija board, I think my <laughs> my faith. My favorite so far has been the K is, and I know I said everybody uses the same thing, but the K2 meter that we had on our first investigation uh, that Sean actually had a had a uh, um, a sit down in a room by himself with some pretty amazing stuff that happened with that K2 meter that just doesn't happen uh, even in other uh, paranormal investigation teams that you don't see. You see it kind of jumping a little bit this, but this episode. Uh, there was no question in what was happening with the answering with this K2 meter. It was pretty amazing to me. I had never seen anything like that. So I'd say that's probably one of my favorite until we invent our own. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love the, the uh, Estes method that you were mentioning, Mike, um, because, and I do think there's, and there's a question that, uh, another question coming up about the ghost box, which is, basically what you're talking about right Mm -hmm. yeah and 
but using it, you like to use it with the Estes method. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Estes method, which I like better myself because you can hear much more clearly what's being said exactly. through it than if it's just blaring on a speaker out into the room or wherever you're at. Yeah, I think I think when you have the blindfold on and you're actually concentrating on the words without without hearing what you tend to when you hear the questions as you're doing the, the ghost box or the spirit box, you, you're kind of waiting for that specific answer. Sometimes mm -hmm. you hear the answer you want to hear. Whereas mm -hmm. when you're when you're have, you know, headphones on and blindfold on and don't know what the questions are being asked, it just seems to be a lot more um to me, it's exciting when an actual answer comes through that, that you wouldn't even think to say if you were, even if you were trying to, you know, so mm -hmm. I think, it, I think it works a lot better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the K2 is just, it's a classic because it works. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah. I think the thing that uh, surprises me the most is just no instruments, uh, the stuff that we're finding after the fact, um, when we go through, you know, you had, uh, Heidi gave us some, some pointers on, on different ways to be able to hear an EVP while you're actually asking the questions. A lot of the EVPs that we've gotten so far, we're not finding it until, you know, we're doing our reviews. Um, so a lot of this stuff is a surprise. So that's I, almost as exciting as, you know, getting that direct response through the, the spirit box. But uh, we're finding a lot after that, but it would be nice to hear it as you're asking the question. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The using the digital voice recorder with headphones at the time is a game changer. Once you start doing that, if you haven't done that before, it's a game changer because you can hear what the the voice recorder is recording that your ears may not be picking up. So it it does make a difference when you can use headphones with your digital voice recorder. Tim always does it. He never uses. Well, I shouldn't say never, but most of the time he uses headphones with his digital voice recorder and wears them so he can hear what's being recorded, which is usually different than what we can hear with our ears. So yeah, I think yeah, you're I mean, right. I think it, it would be a game changer because if you could hear that response immediately, mm -hmm. when it would it would just change your, the whole feeling in, in, the, in the air that was going on versus we watch it when we and post edit, we'll watch it and go, oh. Did you hear mm -hmm. that? It, it creeps you out because you're like, literally, it was, we could hear this breathing right there and we didn't hear it while we were there. And that would have changed our, I think it would have changed our attitudes when we were there. Because we tend to be pretty calm, uh, Mike, Sean, and, and myself, and we, we say things will happen and we're, but we're just all super calm, which is, is not good for, for, for YouTube. You kind of want to be more reactive. And I think if you heard some of these things that we heard in post-edit, we'd be more freaked out. And I think people would be getting a kick out of that, you know, so... Well, and it, it steers the the investigation, too. Exactly. If, it does. You know, Mike, you were talking about um, some, or Daryl, you had mentioned um, the answers that you're expecting to hear, right? So yeah. when you don't hear, you know, you, you can't hear what's being asked, you don't have that expectation. Well, then when you have the EVPs coming through on a digital voice recorder, there's nothing prompting this response. There's no radio signal that's coming through that can be manipulated. This is completely uh, manifested through some form. Some entity is creating enough energy to communicate through sound without any kind of device or physical means. So that's what I think is the most impressive is when you can get an actual EVP 
and you know it's an EVP. And so yeah. if you can get that real time, I think that's the best. My number one piece of equipment would be a voice recorder because that is, I mean, that's a lot of effort that something has to come up with to communicate and create sound out of energy, yeah. just pure energy. So to have that immediate understanding of this just happened so that you can steer your uh, your investigation accordingly is huge. Yeah, that's a good right. point because I think I, I lose my patience sometimes when you're sitting there and you're like, we're asking all these questions or we're, do, we're waiting for devices to go off and nothing's happening. And then you're like, oh, God. You, you know, I'm like, I'm the worst. Like, a, like I'll go back to Texas Hold'em. I'm all in on the second hand. That's just, I have no patience, you know what I mean? Which is pretty bad for this whole thing, right? So, but I right. think if you heard back, it, you would find out. You go yeah. back and you find out and you hear it later and, and, and you start to kick yourself because because you can see that that impatience and, and it happens with all of us it's not just you daryl i mean it happens with all of us um well, thank you Mike. but then but then we then we go back and and, and we see that and it's like ah oh, i you know i wish i would have done this or i wish i would have asked this question meanwhile you can see the you know stern look on your face because you're getting bored or want to move on to something different for more action yeah, that's the the thing that when you watch, um, and you guys referenced this earlier, you know, you, you watch these paranormal investigating shows or any kind of investigation shows, and it's go, 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 action, 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 right? But it's cutting out the eight hours of sitting there, you know, yeah. that's like basically fishing and you're not getting a bite or you don't know you're getting a bite. So you're just sitting there and you really do have to be patient with a lot of these because again, you know, we can't always go in and expect these beings to jump when we say jump, you know? Well, it's funny. We actually had a comment uh, one time that said, you guys are too loud. You need to listen more. Um, spirits like to, and, and to talk. And it was like, no, we, we were very quiet. The, the funny thing is, is like you mentioned, it seems like it's go, 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 go. But there's a long time in between these sessions where we're quiet listening and waiting. It just doesn't play well for the TV, for the YouTube. You know what I mean? So you just kind of want to cut that out. So there's, there's a lot involved with the investigation that um, that I didn't think of ahead of time. So, but as we go, you learn more, and then and what's exciting is usually almost every investigation we've done, there's always there is always something in post edit that we didn't notice or didn't see or didn't hear, and that and knowing that now going into investigations, it it, it makes you aware, that we're aware of it. It makes it more exciting for me, and you're kind of opening yourself to so kind of having more patience. So we're learning as we go. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely a waiting game in a lot of investigations, and it will teach people to be patient or that this is not the hobby for them <laughs> because yeah. it, you do need to just wait and be quiet. And yeah, you know, again, you don't see that in the show side of things or, you know, the evidence reveal side of things, how much sitting and waiting there is. But it does because I can't imagine how much energy it takes to manifest sound or vision or movement when you are just in energetic form. Right. Yeah. It's not just like we open our mouths and use our vocal cords and out comes words, you know, uh, and we have air in our lungs and, you know, we can create sound. So these beings are communicating with us through different dimensions or uh, planes of existence with no physical form in this 
time and place. So I can't imagine how much energy that would take and possibly time to manifest that. So it does call us to be patient and and also, like you guys were saying, look at all of our options for communication. How else can we best hear in real time what might be happening so that we can adjust accordingly? Yeah, I agree. Very awesome. Okay. I've got another question here in the chat room. This is Cindy is asking, what has been your scariest experience to date? Oh, we've been asked that question before. I think we actually asked ourselves that question. Um, in, you know, I think the scariest one so far, it's, it's in one, it's in an episode that it's not out yet. So I don't want to give too much away from it. Uh, Daryl had kind of uh, alluded to it um, with, you know, some experience he had with the K2. The K2 is only the tip of the iceberg of, of what we experience at that location. So um, I think Daryl knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I will say that there is an episode that is out there that, um, and I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to some of the stuff, but there is an, uh, one of the episodes that's out there where I'm in the basement by myself and there's actually something that, that hisses in my ear or whispers in my ear and that feeling that I got those goosebumps that go up my back and I just kind of took off and got out of there. I was trying to be tough about it, but it was creepy. And then when you look back at the video, it creeps you out even more. So, so yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that episode because you said it's not out yet. Right. So right. the, the one that to... I'm, yeah, that, that's, it's, I think it's going to impress a lot of people. And uh, when we're at the next meeting, Heidi, we'll kind of fill you in. I'll, I'll tell you about it because I have some questions for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. Perfect. That's right up my alley. You know that. So, okay, so that is your your scariest moment is yet to be revealed, but we have to stay tuned to your YouTube channel. I might oh, yeah, get I some, some I insider. I see what you did there, Mike. I see what you did there. That was, that was well done. Well done. I'll <laughs> yeah, get the inside gonna, scoop you, and I won't share. I'll keep yeah, it secret. Okay. Right, right, perfect. Hopefully our scariest is to come up this Friday. Right? I was going to say, you've oh, got yeah. an investigation coming up, correct? We do. Yep. Yeah, we're doing it overnight. Do tell. And, uh, well, we're we're heading out west. We're going to uh, it's the Boyd House in Boyd, Minnesota, and uh, it's actually kind of a location that's been advertised as a haunted location. Uh, we're going to go and check it out and and see what there there is to uh, to see or to find there. So we're we're gearing up. We're we're making sure we got everything ready, and um, hopefully we're going to get a, an episode out of that. And we're actually spending the whole night there. So I think yep. we've got from from 3 p.m. till noon the next day. So I don't know yep. if there will be much sleeping involved, but I think to make it interesting, um, we're going to split Sean off by himself and me and Mike will <laughs> me and Mike will snuggle together in some room and put Sean by himself. Right. It's kind of what that's what the plan right. is. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're deciding this while he's not here. Yeah, well, of course. That, yeah, of course. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, that was his fault. He knew that would happen. Right. So, <laughs> so there you go, Sean. If you're listening, there you go. Um, okay. Well, that sounds good. So you're not going to say where it is. What about, um, so what is your, 
do you have a flow for investigating? You said probably not a lot of sleeping, but I mean, do you have a flow where you have a system of investigating? Do you have something like that set yet? Or are you still kind of feeling the, the way through an investigation? I think what we do is uh, we just kind of go into the location and we just will walk. I think what we'll do first is we do kind of a walkthrough and just look at things. And then we take out, I think the K2 is kind of the one of the one of the biggest things where we'll just kind of go through the whole area and see if if something seems to be a lot more active and that's kind of where we all kind of get a feeling of for me it's what creeps me out the most like what whatever room I walked into that gave me goosebumps or where I just felt uneasy that's kind of where I want to gravitate to and we all get a different feeling usually and sometimes we will all get the same feeling in the same room but usually it's we all get a little bit different feeling in different areas so we all kind of eventually separate off and do our own investigations alone and uh it gets kind of creepy then so right and i think that that's one thing that i'd actually considered exploring to maybe put out on the channel um one thing i think that's been consistent at all of our investigations um is that that first process which i actually think is kind of neat um and we go in and y- you kind of try to uh maybe pre-debunk the possibilities of some things, you know, or find those areas that high have high levels of, uh, you know, electromagnetic fields or something, you know, there. And then while we're going through, we're, we're kind of taking in our own feeling of everything, just like Daryl said. And then we always get together and we have a conversation, you know, Daryl, what did you feel about this? Or, or what did you feel when we were going through? And we all take, you know, turns essentially going around this circle talking about what we felt where we would like to go and start um and and that's i think one of the funnest things that i i feel when we start that investigation um i think that's that's actually a fun time and then we just kind of figure it out from there so there's no rhyme or reason after that but the initial one is let's see what we feel awesome Awesome. Sounds good. So I, I get a kick out of the fact that you like to split up and be alone in your investigations. Well, you know, it's all about the views, right? So people <laughs> and and then if we're in a location and Sean actually starts to levitate, we really will concentrate just on that that area right there. So if uh, if Sean and Sean knows if he was here, he knows that we like to pick on him a lot. So. So would you leave Sean in the room by himself and watch from a video system? So that you're at a safe distance, or would you would you actually get in there with him if he's no, levitating? We, yeah, we we if he's if he's levitating, we, it usually happens in front of us. So Sean used okay. to do Sean, Sean used to do street magic, so he likes to trick people every once in a while, right? So, so you actually have to witness that he's not pulling a fast right. one. Yeah. That's right. Right. We have to yeah. debunk Sean all the time. All the time. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's see here. I'm going to take a quick break uh, just to uh, plug our sibling show for tomorrow night. Now, actually, The Calling 2.0 will be running a rerun tomorrow night because Valentina, uh, it's Jerry and Valentina. Valentina's in Florida. And let me tell you, hurricanes are heading to Florida as we're speaking. So they will actually be running a rerun tomorrow night. And please uh, send all sorts of prayers and good wishes to everybody in Florida as they make their way through these these hurricanes that are heading their way. So their show will be a rerun tomorrow night. I'm sure they'll be back the following week. So stay tuned and uh, we'll make sure that she makes it through okay. 
sending her lots of prayers. So that's tomorrow night on the Calling 2.0. All right. So we've got a few minutes left. We do have a question in our chat room. It's probably be the last question. This is Ghost Rider is asking, what is your bucket list place to investigate? Ooh, you know, I just wrote that down and I'm trying to remember the name of, um, oh, I'm going to have to go back and look because I, because I actually wrote down a whole bucket list and now I'm, of course, you know, being put on the spot, going to draw a complete blank. But, uh, I, I do remember that one of them was, uh, Joliet prison in, uh, in Illinois. I think that would be, uh, a nice place to, well, not I, nice is probably not the word that I want to use, but uh, an interesting location. Huge. It would be a beast to do, but I think that would be a great time. Yeah, cool. I'd like to go to that. I'd like to go to the forest in Japan, right? Oh, well, the suicide yeah. forest. Yeah, I'd like. I would definitely like to go there. It'd be interesting. We we haven't done much as far as um, outdoor um, investigations. We did one. Um, but it, but I would like to actually, maybe before this this winter, we might try to get out into some wooded area out and do like an outdoor camping one. That would be a lot of fun, staying in a tent. So make sure that there's we have lots of beef jerky laying around so the bears can smell it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, right. be interesting. That's right? I smart. Wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind branching out either. Maybe get into some cryptid uh, <laughs> investigations, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah no, that would be fun. fun. Yeah, I've done quite a bit of that myself and some overnight investigations. And let me tell you, it is a totally different thing than inside locations. Uh, there's so much to to think about. And the cross-contamination is mind-bending when you're working an outdoor investigation. Yeah, I think you'd have to rely more on um, actual sounds. I think that's that would actual sounds and things that are I mean, That's what would creep me out is being in a tent and hearing, you know, branches snap over here or you know wind blowing through a tree over there i just uh i feel like it would be a little more on edge Mm -hmm. versus inside of a house you know so we're gonna have to do that for sure let's go to japan next let's do that all right yeah that would be a great next step i think the suicide forest in japan good choice (laughs) let's do it i think you know nice and close easy to get to first outdoor investigation (laughs) sounds good get it done (laughs) yeah yeah, outdoor investigations are definitely uh, their own um, their own kind of thing. And time of year, I'm going to tell you right now, especially Minnesota, bugs. I don't do outdoor investigations if I can help it in the summertime. Absolutely no. not. Actually, my favorite time of year to go Sasquatch searching is the winter. Because yeah. you can see farther, too, because there's no leaves on the trees. There's no uh, shrubs and brush and all that stuff. So it's a lot easier to see further, too, which I like. Yeah. A lot I'm harder for me to sneak up. It. A lot harder for me to sneak up on Sean and scare him, though, if you can. True that. So. I would say it would be a lot easier to track a, a Sasquatch in the snow. Correct. A lot more, yep. more prints. Yep. Yep. So it's, I prefer to be outdoor investigating in the winter, get snowshoes on and out you go. Um, just, yeah. Make sure you lay that beef jerky all around your tent though. So uh, yes, that, absolutely. yeah, yep. that's a super yeah. smart idea. It keeps the ghosts <laughs> away. It keeps the bad spirits away. Right. That's kind of what I heard. So, or is that salt? I can't remember. I thought it was maybe, beef jerky, maybe it's salt. Like a garlic beef jerky and it will keep the vampires away and yes. extra bears will come. So yeah, I'm writing this down right now. <laughs> Yes. All right. Solid advice. 
Yes, very good. Cool. All right. Well, let's see here. We've got another couple of minutes. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about or people for, you want people to know about your group or what you're up to or want them to tune into? Uh, well, you know, I'd, same name. Uh, you know, we do got stuff on Facebook. So, you know, just as far as uh, keeping people you know, kind of appraised or apprised of what we do, um, that's just another option, too. So it's same name, Orpha King, O-R-F-A, uh, for both, you know, YouTube. we got OrphaKing.com, and then we've got uh, Facebook that I've tried to pay uh, far more attention. We're not the most uh, technologically savvy people when it comes to social media or getting our information out there, but we are learning, and I'm teaching myself, and it's difficult, but it's coming along. I will say that we have our we have our merchandise page on our website, um, and we've been working. It's there's a lot of uh, moving parts when it comes to merchandise and creating merchandise and selling merchandise, which is a whole another aspect of learning on our free time that we have in between everything else. But we've been working on some really cool stuff that I think people are going to be surprised about. Hopefully, it'll be uh, uh, probably this winter, I'm guessing, but uh, maybe sooner. But I think I think people are going to enjoy what we have coming out on our merchandise stuff. So keep an eye on that web page, that uh, the website orphaking.com, and and uh, hopefully we'll get some stuff out there soon. Yeah, and be awesome. looking out, be on the lookout for the ketchup popsicles. They're going to be ketchup ketchup popsicles. Yes, yes, they're yeah. probably the best. Mmm, sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Mmm, <laughs> I can't wait to. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for that list because I yep. want that when it comes out. Matter of fact, we're going to use those around the tent too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> if it's if it doesn't keep, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would draw things in or keep things away. So it'd be well, a good test. Keep the bugs away for sure. So you'd be happy that about that. Well, yeah. So you can go summertime investigating in the woods, uh, Heidi, with our ketchup popsicles. It'll be a <laughs> bug repellent. Also, mm. that's what we'll use them for. Yeah, I'm going to say no on that one, but keep me posted on how it works. I can't wait to hear. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it's been awesome having you guys join us tonight. Thank you so much. And um, I'm curious now about the the merchandise. You've got my interest peaked, so I'm going to have to uh, stay tuned as well. Hopefully, I'll see you um, at a meetup or something when you guys have the merchandise rolling out and I can take a look at it at the time well, because now I I'm can, curious. I can give you a hint is that you probably won't approve just so you know. So I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm guessing something is going to have like a t-shirt with a target on it that you're <laughs> going to be wearing like a, oh, a you just uh, gave it away, dude. Did I? Did I? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to, you know, ghosts here or some kind of big neon. Yep. Maybe it's like a foam finger that's that you wear pointing. Possess here, right? Yes, portal here, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Demonic portal here. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm guessing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our cue to go. Thanks so much, you guys, for joining. And uh, we'll have you back sometime. And everybody out there listening, troops, if there are any troops listening, thank you so much for your service and stay safe. Uh, the folks in the chat room, thanks for your questions and tuning in and everybody else out there, wherever you're tuning in from, thank you for joining us tonight. And Para X Radio Network, we love being here. Thank you so much for hosting us. And Sarge, the most amazing producer on the planet, thank you for pulling this together once again. And we'll see you all next week for our Paranormal Smorgasbord. Have a good night.